Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. I know you're going to be doing a turkey tomorrow and all the fixings, but... Maybe on Saturday, you're tired of that stuff. Go to Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them in North Denver. You can also find their location in Centennial off of Arapahoe Road. Hands down, the best barbecue in town. You can make the case. It's probably one of the best restaurants in town. I mean that sincerely. I've been going there for a long time. They have so many great non-barbecue options. I've talked about the chicken marsala, which is unbelievable. Their sides are great. And you could just go there for the desserts and be happy about it. That's how great Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew is. And you know what? Just for fun, we're going to give away 20 bucks right now. Give us a call, 303-831-1340. And maybe you were dissatisfied with the turkey that you had on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Yep. So you go to Smokin' Dave's, and they'll do smoke turkey. Maybe. They smoke just about everything. That's what I mean. No question. Smoke turkey yeah. is like the underrated star of a lot of barbecue restaurants. Yep. I would agree. They do it. They do everything. Yes. Now. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. NFL Hall of Fame announced its 26 modern era semifinalist. Demarcus Ware is on the list. Do you look at Demarcus Ware more like John Lynch, who had some accolades, some Pro Bowls while he was here, or more like Brian Dawkins, who wasn't as impactful? Because of the Super Bowl win, he it's more like John Lynch. Yeah. Even though he was here for the same amount of time as Brian Dawkins, which was one year fewer than John Lynch had, the fact that you had the Super Bowl win, and not only that, that he played so well. You you can't tell the story of the Broncos in Super Bowl 50 without including DeMarcus Ware. Well, he He's tr- a central character in it. Because he had a tremendous influence on Von Miller and other players on defense. He did a great job of helping offensive linemen as well. But he also was a great player in that postseason of, in his own right. Right. As well. He was a terrific leader. Yeah. He was a terrific leader. Uh, before we run out, run out of time, I want to get to this with you. Um, there are a lot of guys on the list, 26 guys. Give me guys you think are locks. They're getting in. And then we'll go into guys who are borderline guys who will eventually get in if they don't get in this go-around. Because I see two locks, and that's it. Two, two locks to go in this year. To go in this year. Remember, this class is not like the mm-hmm. Manning, Woodson, Calvin Johnson class that went in last year. It's just not. It doesn't have the same star power. I mean, if it were my ballot, my locks are DeMarcus Ware and Steve Smith. Okay. Um, you have a bias towards Steve Smith because you covered him, and I get that. I would take Andre Johnson over him every single day. He was a better wide receiver. I think he was. Steve Smith was great. And honestly, I think he's a lot to go in. I think he will go in on his first ballot. I think one of the other things with Steve Smith is no, but he could also make this case for Andre Johnson as well. And they're both Hall of Fame. They, neither one of them ever had a great quarterback. Correct. Steve Smith had Chris Winky, Rodney Pete, Jake DeLome, right. Cam Newton, Joe Flacco. Early Cam Newton. Right. Not MVP Cam Newton. He had early career still developing Cam Newton. Andre Johnson had 
David Carr and Matt Schaub. Right. That to me, that's part of their greatness. In particular, Smith kind of, you know, being being a guy that really willed the Panthers to some to to one Super Bowl season, a lot of very good seasons, pretty much on his back. To me, the locks are Steve Smith and Tony Baselli. Baselli should have been a long time ago. But, well, I know that's what I'm saying. Baselli has my vote. But I don't know if he's a lock. He's a lock, and I'll tell you why he's a lock. Because the deck has been cleared with all other offensive linemen. There's only one other offensive lineman on this list. And not suggesting he's not a Hall of Famer, but Willie Anderson is going to have to wait. Tony Bazzelli will get, I believe, he will get in this year. Steve Smith, I believe, will get in this year. And I, I think DeMarcus Ware should get in this year, but I wouldn't. I would bet a ton of money on it. The thing that could keep him from getting in is if they decide, okay, there are some guys, it's time to kind of to get them through. Baselli, for example, it's probably time. It, it's well past time to get him through. Correct. A guy that I think has a very good chance this year, and in part because of the guys who came in front of him, is Leroy Butler of the Packers. Leroy Butler, I think. The other, I have the him other on my all, list too. The other all-decade safety of the 1990s, along with Steve Atwater, and. It was, at, and frankly, Atwater gaining momentum helped open the door from Leroy Butler because their resumes are very similar. And I feel like with Butler, his, just as with Atwater, his resume warranted being inducted a long time ago. There has been a, a, a very positive revisiting of safeties in the last few years yep. to get Atwater, to get John Lynch in. And I think kind of, Probably the next in line and maybe kind of the last of that wave of safeties who'd been waiting too long is going to be Butler. I think it's going to be his time. So I have a list of six okay. that I think should get in, but the only two locks to me are Steve Smith and Tony Baselli. Mm-hmm. If I could pick seven, because a max of seven can go in, this would be my list in alphabetical order. Okay. Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler. Andre Johnson, Richard Seymour, Steve Smith, Zach Thomas, absolutely no doubt. His stats are better than Brian Urlacher's, period. And that's not debatable. And Brian Urlacher got him pretty quickly. And then DeMarcus Ware. The one guy that I would like to see, and it's not that Zach Thomas doesn't deserve to be in, but uh, Steve or Sam Mills right, I know. is coming to his last shot right. in the primary pool. Right. And I agree. I th- and I think Sam Mills is going to be a sentimental favorite in that room. I think he will be too. And and, and that, he he should get in right. here. And I agree. And I don't think Zach Thomas I think Zach Thomas has a very good chance. I think it's going to come down to Zach Thomas or Mills. Let me ask you this. There are a couple of interesting names here. You, you can, wait, can, can I guess who you're going to say? Well, there are two names. I know. Can I guess them? Name them. Steve Tasker and Devin Hester. Yes. All right. You know why? Not only special teamers, but the reason why I'm bringing them up is that you can make the argument. I covered that Steve in the, exactly in their special teams disciplines. Yes, in the history of the league, these were the absolute best no at what they did. Yes. ever. Yeah, but the difference is, and I covered and Steve's- Tasker's in his last go round in the primary pool too. Steve Tasker, for starters, he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. But with all due respect to Steve Tasker, he is no Devin Hester. Devin Hester is 
He is. If you were smart, as, you changed your game plan around Devin Hester. And how many kick returners can you say that? About? Uh, well, let me tell you. Let me if tell you. If you were smart, and we know one team yes. that we covered yes. that wasn't smart in Chicago, Todd Sauerbrunn, I believe, went against Mike Shanahan and said, "You know what? I got the big leg. I'm just gonna punt to him." I'm just going to punt to him. And you and I were both sitting in that press box, and I'm thinking, did he really just do that? Right? Yes. And, oh, Sauerbrunn got a punt blocked in that game, too. You could argue you it was... You and I the, were at that game. You could argue in it was Chicago. the worst game, the worst game any single punter has ever had. No, that's not true. You know who had the worst? Sean, Sean Landetta because he whiffed? Yes, he did against the Chicago Bears in the 1986 playoffs, and I remember that game as well as any game I remember. I mean, it was windy, you know, Soldier Field, especially back then. Right on, it was open. But right it was on the, the timing front. of it. Yes, it was the timing of it in the playoffs opening round for the Bears. The funny thing is, there's a great story about how Bill Parcells, who could be volatile at times, could be. Yeah, he didn't. He he asked Sean Landetta what happened, and Landetta said, "I just missed it." He didn't get mad. He, he just okay. I just that it. was it. He right. just he, Parcells just then just went on. He never got upset about it. Coming up after the break, <laughs> we're going to talk with Super Bowl champ Todd Davis about the Broncos' upcoming game on Sunday against the Chargers. He's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I do a lot of my insurance stuff with him, including my home and my auto. I've been working with Eric for well over five years and I love working with him not only because he takes the time to ask the right questions but I also love the fact that he returns calls quickly emails quickly he treats me as if I am his only client and I absolutely love that his staff at Cook Insurance over 70 years of experience they know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy they are more about people than policy you need to go with Eric Cook at Cook Insurance go to their phone number, which is 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Broncos. How are you, Todd? Doing great. How are you? All right, you've been through a lot of bye weeks. Um, what do you think the feeling is in the locker room right now going into this game, knowing how their final game ended going into the bye? Um, I think they're hopeful to get the bad taste out of their mouth. Um, I think that's the frustrating part about a bye is that 
you have to wait two weeks before you can get that um, bad taste out your mouth or the loss out your mouth. Um, so I think they're hopeful going into this week to go in there and get a win. Did you find when you played that the bye week kind of allowed you enough time to kind of reflect and, re- and and get a good mental reset? Because we were hearing from both Justin Simmons and Teddy Bridgewater today that they felt like it did give a chance for everybody to reset. For sure. Just taking a deep breath um, and not having to look at a playbook or look at um, an opposing offense, um, even if it's four or seven days or just a short period of time, it does give you a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air, uh, time to reset your mind and get ready for the second half of the season. Um, because, you know, from the start of training camp, it's been football 24-7 for those guys. So I'm sure they uh, have enjoyed the breather. Which type of quarterback skill set is more difficult to prepare for? A Jalen Hurts slash Lamar Jackson type or a Justin Herbert type? I, for me, I would say uh, Jalen Hurts because that puts more responsibility on me in tackling him when he gets out the pocket and making sure that we can route him. Um, but Justin Herbert is, you know, not to not to mess with. He's definitely a tough task. The way he can uh, swing the ball around the field and find many receivers throughout the course of the game. Um, he's a young kid, but he has a lot of talent, and so it'll be a good game for. Uh, the Denver Broncos secondary. When you look at the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, very rarely do you have two Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks in the same division. If you go back in time, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, they were in the same division in the AFC East. Andrew and I were talking about it during the break. Right now, and maybe over the last 10, 20 years, the best combo in the same division, I know it's early, could be Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. What kind of uphill sledding is that? That's definitely a lot of uphill sledding. I mean, you talk about the greatest of all time. Um, you know, that's a they have a lot more work to do to get there. Um, I think Herbert a lot more than uh, Pat Mahomes. But they definitely um, can be um, two of the best to play the game. Um, just what they've shown in these first couple of years and what Herbert specifically has shown and has been able to play at such a high level and really lead and command that offense um, and put up some tremendous numbers. Um, he, he'll be a force to be reckoned with for a long time in the NFL. From what you've seen of Herbert, obviously he has some mobility. We saw Sunday he could uh, make a, a back-breaking play on the ground as well, but uh, what is the most dangerous aspect of Herbert from a defensive perspective? I feel like it's really his uh, ability to um, take big strikes down the field, and then I feel like he's very smart with the football. Um, I feel like a lot of times when you have a young gunslinger that make a lot of mistakes that put your team in bad situations, um, I feel like he's smart with the football. He can make all the throws, um, so you really can't count him out on um, you know busting your throw or uh, leaving somebody wide open. He's going to find them. He's going to make the right throw, um, and he's going to make you pay. We are talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, joins us every Wednesday on the show. Uh, George Payton has talked a lot about core guys on this team, wants to keep around the core guys. He just shelled out a lot of money to Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. What kind of message does that send to the locker room when you have two guys who work hard, talented, well-liked, get contracts like that, and these are two guys you've played with? It's important for the locker room to see that um, that, and let them know that hard work pays off. Um, I know uh, during my time with the Broncos, 
Um, there was quite a few times where guys were released and we didn't understand why, or guys that we felt had given so much to the team um, weren't on the team any longer. Um, so it's important for the team to see that if you come in, you work hard. It doesn't matter if you're a first-round draft pick or an undrafted free agent. You come in, you work hard. Um, you become one of our core guys and really put your body on the line for the team that will um, you know, pay you and make sure that you're well taken care of. I am guessing as an inside linebacker, you believe that your position group should be the highest paid guys on the team. Not the quarterback, but the inside linebackers. I get that. With that, does I and I know the Broncos have the money to do it because if they didn't, they wouldn't. But does it make sense to make that type of investment into a pair of wide receivers that is such a dependent position on the quarterback? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think that uh, no matter who you have a wide rec- at quarterback, you need some great wide receivers. Um, I feel like if you go out there and pick up Aaron Rodgers, like many of the reports have been saying, but they might this offseason, you're going to need some great um, wide receivers, um, you know, to pair with him. But if you don't get um, Aaron Rodgers and you have another quarterback, uh, no matter who it is, you're going to need some great wide receivers to help um, that quarterback out as well. So. Um, I think regardless which direction the Broncos go regarding their quarterback, um, they need great wide receivers um, in the building. Now, of course, you were with the team for both Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick when they first got here. Now, Cortland, second-round pick, no surprise that he blossoms into what he is. But when you saw Tim Patrick on the practice squad in 2017 and then getting some time in 2018, did you see this sort of trajectory coming for him? I knew that he was a special player. Um, I think from the time that he got on the field, he just made plays. Um, he made a lot of great catches, a lot of um, balls that were 50-50. Um, he would come down with. He kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, when Shaq Barrett was here with the Broncos. Um, we didn't know exactly what Shaq would go on to do, but we knew that he was going to be phenomenal because every time he was out there on the field, it was forced fumbles and sacks and just big plays. So, when guys come in and make big plays from the start of their career, um, you kind of figure that they'll be around for a good while. Todd, I would never ask you this question if you were playing for the team because as players you always think positively. But now that you are outside the locker room looking in and you see things, let's be honest, far more realistically than guys inside the locker room, when you found out that the Broncos reflects to the Sunday night game against the Chiefs, is there a part of you that looks at this Broncos team that has been incredibly inconsistent, thinking, well, it's great that we're on national TV, but they could get embarrassed pretty quickly if they're not on? Uh, definitely. I feel like that was uh, my thought process because um, throughout the course of this season, the Broncos have been up and down. Some games they looked really good, and some games they um, haven't looked very good. Um, I feel like throughout the course of the season, they've had more games where you're kind of scratching your head, thinking what's going on or what's the game plan more so than games that look like um, Sunday against the Cowboys. So, um, you know, it's a toss-up. We don't know who's going to show up to play versus the Chiefs. Hopefully it's the Broncos' best, um, but it'll definitely be a good game to watch. How do you think the guys feel about playing on Sunday Night Football, the guys inside the locker room. Do you think anyone could possibly feel the way that you just expressed to us? Honestly, um, you know, on the team, when you're playing on 
uh, the nationally televised games. You're just so excited to be right. out there. You're hoping right. just to watch. Um, you really feel like it's a, every opportunity you have to play on a Sunday night or a Monday night. It's your chance to make your name known um, across the nation to really make a play and really make a splash. So I think that's what everybody will be focused on is, you know, going out and playing their best um, and letting the whole world see it. Now, there's the cliche, one game at a time, and we hear that over and over again. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Never. Where have <laughs> Todd, you, have you? Where have you been? Todd, have you ever heard, have you ever heard the phrase, one game at a time? Because that's news to me. <laughs> I might have heard it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're, when you're in the locker room, is it really that, or when you, let, let's say like the Broncos, the next couple of weeks, they have the Chargers at home, but then the Chiefs on the road. Is it kind of thinking in terms of, boy, we've got to take advantage of this home game because we know what is looming on the other side, a place that we haven't won since 2015? Yeah, I think it's, I think it is one game at a time as far as the mentality, um, but that doesn't mean you don't look ahead at your schedule. Um, you know, they think about one game or prepare for one team at a time, but um, I think you're prepared for the whole entire season because once that schedule comes out, you kind of map out where you feel like the team may be, what games you feel like you definitely can win. Um, so in the back of your mind, you kind of have a map of the full season. So um, being able to go in there and get a win this week, I know it's, um, at home is very important to the team um, because, like you said, um, you know we haven't done too well in that Chiefs stadium for a little while. I've covered two Broncos games, and so has uh, so is Mace here. We covered actually the same games, two Broncos games on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if you ever played a game on Thanksgiving. Uh, is that something, if you haven't, is that something you wanted to do? Or have you played on Thanksgiving and you didn't want to play on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I, I don't remember if I played on Thanksgiving. I know I played on Christmas. Um but I, but it's always fun being able to play. Like I said, it's another one of those nationally televised games. You know, everybody's gonna be sitting there with their turkey in hand and mashed potatoes and being able to watch um, you play. So it's definitely fun being able to play on the big holidays. Are you going to be watching football tomorrow, or are you going to be eating or doing something else? Oh, a combination of both. Yeah, probably watching football, eating. Um, you know, maybe take a a little nap because of how much I eat, and then wake up and watch more football. <laughs> what one thing can you absolutely not do without on a Thanksgiving Day table? Uh, ooh, I got a couple of them, my favorite. No, you can only pick uh, one. Don't 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 play that. <laughs> I got a couple. No, you can only pick one. You get a you get one draft pick, and this is it, kid. What's it going to be? All right, I'm picking. I'm picking yams with the number one overall pick. My sweet potato or yams um, have to be on the table for me to uh, come to your family dinner at Thanksgiving. That's a great choice. That's my choice as well. Like a, a few years ago, I was at with my wife's family up in Wisconsin for Thanksgiving. And I was so just went up there briefly and came back. And I was so disappointed that they didn't have sweet potatoes up there. I'm like, yeah, it's a must. It kind of, it kind of completes the whole plate. That little bit of sweet with some brown sugar, some mm. marshmallows on there. Like, Ooh, you can't beat it. Yeah. My daughter says it's like getting dessert twice. Because you get dessert with your meal and you get the pie afterward. I'll tell you exactly. Th- I'll tell you this: if they did not have stuffing on the table, I'd head right to the liquor cabinet, and that would be that'd be my entire Thanksgiving Day feast, for lack of a better phrase. Tell us about the Davis Fund and all the good work you and your wife are doing. Yeah, so the Davis Fund, 
Um, you know, it's a real estate company I developed with my wife, um, and then we partner with my nonprofit called uh, Todd Davis A Plus Living, um, and we do things in the community. We really want to promote um, kids um, to have an A Plus in life, to be able to know that you can achieve your dreams, and um, you can reach for the reach for the stars, really. Um, and so we do a lot with the community, whether it's um, clothes closets and giving things away during the um, during the school year, but what we've started doing lately is now um, working with um, the government and the city to be able to provide housing uh, for low-income families or families in transition. Um, so that's what we're working on now, and we hope to be as much of a help as we can. And you're getting involved with Toys for Tots as we head into Christmas. How can people get involved with that? Yes, so this December 11th, I'll be working with the Marines at Toys for Tots who do an amazing job every year providing toys and gifts for families uh, to feel great on this holiday season. So I'll be with them on December 11th, um, giving away toys and uh, reaching out to some kids and families. I think we're supposed to help about three to 4,000 um, kids. Um, and then you can find the information on com or um, message us at davisinvesting at yahoo.com. If you want to get involved, if you want to help out, um, just give us a shout. Okay, rank these things. Rank these things in order of what you will be doing tomorrow: eating, cooking, cleaning. Um, I will definitely be eating. Yep. My mom is here, so okay. I'm not going to be doing any cooking. Mm-hmm. And then, come on, um, Todd. I have young Todd, don't, I do have not young say children. this on live radio that you are not going to clean. If you're going to be doing all the eating and, and your mom's cooking, please tell me you're cleaning. Yes, I'll do some cleaning, but. I have some uh, young cousins coming up, and that was always my job uh-huh, right. as one of the younger right. cousins. That if right. you were, uh, if your older cousins were told mm-hmm. to clean, that means you had to clean. So right. I definitely will be passing off some duties to my younger cousins. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I'm surprised you didn't say I need to show all my younger cousins what football's about. about. So we're going to sit in front of the TV and watch, and I was going to explain it to them, and that's going to be my good deed for the day instead of cleaning. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds good, too. That's what I figured. <laughs> hey, Todd, hope you and Zena have a happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you next Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving, Todd. Perfect, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. See you, man. All right, coming up after the break, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving. We talked about your favorite thing on the table, my favorite thing on the table. But if you can only have one thing, Thanksgiving dinner or watching football, mm. what would it be? That's next. Wow. for you let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe love to eat the turkey afternoon drive with goodman and mason presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda find them at sthmazda.com live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew and turkey lurkey dap i eat that turkey then i take by the way, do not forget to play the Adam Sandler song, the Hanukkah song, on Monday, because Sunday night is the start of Hanukkah. 
I will make a mental note, and I will probably put a reminder in my phone as well. Hanukkah's very early this year. Well, Hanukkah's based on the Hebrew calendar, not not the Gregorian calendar. So relative to Christmas and New Year's, it's early. Right, which means i got to get something for my daughter immediately because I haven't even thought of anything. I hadn't eaten yet. i got to get candles as well. Jeez Louise. You have a menorah? I do have a menorah. I just don't have any candles. I don't have any... Chocolate coins. Um, I don't know my dreidel. A menorah without candles is like like a meal without a main course. Wouldn't you say? Let's do a what's trending right now, please. What's trending is presented by Colorado Off Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV. They've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Or as you would say, a Thanksgiving meal is not Thanksgiving without sweet potatoes with roasted marshmallows on top. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Okay. So if you have your choice, you can only pick one. Thanksgiving Day dinner okay, or football. One or the other. What's it going to be? Well, thanks. It's a special holiday, so I've got to go with a dinner rather. Than Are you going to go? I want to be with my family. Route. Well, no, I mean, and try and be all sentimental. There are a lot of days where you can watch football, right? Oh. you can watch football the three days after, can't you? Yeah, yeah. you can. The day before too. Okay. So, for but you, if my favorite team is playing, then well, okay. What if? Thing. What if? What if there's no sweet potatoes on the table? Then what would you pick? Oh, I pick football. There you me? go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Danny, for you, because you're you're going to go visit your family in the Springs. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Thanksgiving feast, so I'm going to have to take take the meal as well. Okay. What, Danny? What do you absolutely have to have on the table? It's a hard question because it's kind of like a team. Like they all work together. Um, I do need they, all the dishes. Do, do they? Yeah, because it makes a nice. There's a nice color variation between the different dishes. Where do the green a balanced beans, diet? Where do the green beans fit into that? Uh, well, the green beans aren't really a big tradition in my family. We're more broccoli, ca- broccoli rice casserole okay. people. Right. Um, so there will be some green, but I think if I have to pick one, if I have to pick one, I'm just picking mashed potatoes, which is something that I will eat on any day. Right, but it's. It's a big thing to me. I'm Irish. I need my potatoes. Gravy necessary or no? Yes. Oh, well, that's that's two gra- items. It's two well, items. the gravy is... It's two items. The gravy goes on almost everything. Well, there, It does go on everything. Except sweet potatoes with uh, sweet potato casserole. Correct. You, you, could put, you could put it but on gravy there. on no, stuffing, that, gravy no. on turkey, gravy on mashed potatoes. But not on sweet potatoes because you do that. That's, I mean... What can you do without? That's, that's like mixing ketchup and tartar sauce. What can you do without? If it wasn't on there, you'd be like, good. Glad it's not there. Well, I like cranberries, but I could take them or leave them. Do you do them out of a can or fresh cranberries? I do the can. Oh, yes. Well, then you could do without it too. Yes, absolutely. I make fresh cranberries, so those are. Much we usually have with fresh skin, cranberries yeah. as an option. I just, I like, I like it out of the can with because the you like the ring everything. around it. It makes. It I sweet. certainly do. Yeah. I like a smooth experience with my cranberry sauce. I don't like the the cranberry skins and all that. So you like it out of a can too? Oh, hundred percent. Oh gosh. Yes. Ugh. Uh, ocean spray oh, for the wind. Oh, God, Absolutely. that's nasty. Oh, it's awesome. And the ridges out of the can, 
to when I when when my mom would give it a little the, texture. It makes it made it look fancy. When I was a little kid, I didn't realize that the like rings from the can. I'm like, oh, this looks really nice. It's got this pattern in it, and it tasted so good, so so good. Have you ever made a big Thanksgiving Day dinner? Uh not not really. No. What could you make the best? Like for Thanksgiving? Yeah. What thing could you make the best? Breakfast for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, so you don't you don't you don't really I, I gotta tell you something. I've cooked a lot of things. I help out when needed, but I can't really say I've ever like been cooking a Thanksgiving Day dinner per se. I, people are gonna think I'm nuts when I Because usually I'm working on Thanksgiving right. and I come back and eat. I'll say this. I have cooked plenty of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinners and I've cooked for big crowds. Thanksgiving dinner is one of the easiest things you can make. I don't understand why people say, Oh, it's a lot of work. It's not a lot of work. It's just the time with the turkey, I think, that oh, it overwhelms people. Oh, all, all, all you do is just put the meat thermometer in. You take the thermometer out. You just wait for the temperature. It's really not. But you got to brine it first. Well, that's and nothing. That take, how long does that take? You get a bucket of water. You throw some I don't ice know, I've in never there. Done it. Yeah. You take a bucket of water. You throw some ice in there. You throw in some citrus in there. Maybe like a handful of herbs. And you, you, you dunk it for 24 hours. How hard can that be? That's all you do. And then you take it out. Then you take it out and you make sure that it is room temperature and then you put it in the oven. It's, it's brainless. And I don't understand how people overcook turkeys. Just follow the temperature and take it out a little bit. If the, if the thermometer says you need to take it out at 140, you take it out at 135 because it continues to cook. It's not that complicated. It's just not. Mashed potatoes, that's idiot proof. You can use potato flakes, make it really idiot proof. It does. Yeah. I just made mashed potatoes the other day. It was the easiest But you thing. can do sweet potatoes easily easily. You can get a can of yams and then put some marshmallows on top. Oh no, you gotta buy you gotta buy fresh sweet potatoes and then you stick them in the oven, then you carve it all out, then mm-hmm. you add your brown sugar and your butter and your nutmeg, whatever you want to add. You you put it in a pan, you you know, while it's nice and hot, or you make sure it's still warm enough, put your marshmallows on top, you stick it under the broiler and boom, it's done in a couple minutes. You sure you haven't uh, thought about a future hosting a cooking show? This uh, it's just it's just in a, the kitchen with Eric. It's a very easy meal to make. It just is. You know what? You know the only pain in the ass is peeling the potatoes. That's the only thing that's, that's a pain. That's why in the you ass. buy potato flakes. But I don't. So what I do is mm. I will take the potatoes and I will stick them in the oven and then I'll leave them on at like four fifty for I don't know hour and twenty minutes and then I carve out the potato and I put it in there and I make mashed potatoes out of it. Roast a little bit of garlic with it, salt, pepper. It's not that hard. It's idiot proof. People stress about this holiday. I don't understand why. And and cranberries couldn't be any easier to make. That's about a seven minute dish. Seven minutes. All you do is put the can in the fridge, the- let it cool, <laughs> pull it out. The and- can in the fridge. Yeah, that's the easiest part of you it. Put the can in the fridge. No, I'm talking about making fresh cranberries. Why do that when the jelly so cranberry better. sauce is so? So much. No, better. it's not. Oh yeah. The no, only thing not. that's hard- I, I don't want pick, I don't want to pick cranberry skin out from oh, between gosh. my teeth. Well, they pop. just give me the smooth experience. The only thing of that's ocean spray. the only thing that's a little bit difficult to make to make it well is gravy. That's a real art to make that gravy is, well. Okay, yes. That is. Without question. That's the hardest thing to make because that takes the most technique. Now, do you stuff do you stuff the turkey? Absolutely not. It's the worst thing you could do. That has that has food poisoning written all over it. Never, ever stuff your turkey, ever. 
because of, because if it's not totally cooked, and then you're getting those red juices onto the yeah. stuffing, and then you're eating it, that has food poisoning written see, all over I, it. I, you know, plus, what? plus it messes, plus it messes up the cook time. Yeah. See, you know what? I kind of agree with that. I actually prefer just stovetop stuffing that you do literally on the stovetop and then do it separate and have it as a side. You dish. know what? I got to tell you something. I know we need to hit a break. You have just described my childhood of Thanksgiving. Jelly cranberry sauce. Yes. Sweet potato casserole. No. Stovetop stuffing. And then. Overcooked turkey and cranberries out of a can. Well, I didn't say overcooked the turkey. I'm no, no, saying. it was overcooked. Yeah. It was always overcooked. Not always. What most about of the pies? Time, never. We never had dessert. You never had pumpkin pie? And, and you know what I found out? When, I'll tell you, the, be, the best Thanksgiving I ever had was at my former in-law's house. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that people actually drank liquor on that day. How awesome was I, mean, I swear to God, I'm thinking, how awesome is this? We ne- I never drank. Yeah. And sometimes with your family, you need to drink a lot. What do we have coming sometimes up? Sometimes you uh, don't want them drinking, though. As long as, long as I have enough drinks, I can kind of tune mm-hmm. things okay. out if I need All to. Right. What do we have coming up on Masterpiece Roofing, just in case you missed it? College football playoff rankings released just around the end of our show yesterday, so we'll see if the committee actually got it right this time and some other college football as well. That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Highly recommend Portugal and the Man in concert. Saw them with my daughter at Red Rocks. They were very good. Is Portugal a person or a group? It is a group, and it's a country. And the man is a man, right? Yeah, there's a man involved in the group, yeah. Yeah, so it's por- there's a group called Portugal, and then there's the man as well. Well, it's all kind of one Portugal and the man. It's a, actually, it's a really big band. So if, if, the, uh, if the band broke up and the man left, it'd just be Portugal. Or I believe the man Portugal is the man. Yeah. Portugal, Portugal period, the Portugal, man. It's called Portugal the man. Not Portugal and the man. No, Portugal the man. My bad. Correct. But it's a group. It's not. One, it's not one man. No, it's not. This is interesting to me. Well, I'm glad that I can enlighten you on uh, modern music. I've never heard of. I actually no. I've heard of it just because you brought up going to the concert. I did until you mentioned going to the concert. I had never heard of Portugal the man. I don't know why I keep calling him and the man, but it is just Portugal. Like Chico the and man. the man back in the seventies. Yes. Yes, yeah. uh, I believe they wheeled out Red Fox's casket for the concert. Okay, then. <laughs> We're getting a little loopy right before Thanksgiving time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. 
just in case you missed it yesterday, right around the time we were finishing up our show here, the college football playoff rankings were released, and uh, there were some similarities, but a couple key changes as well. Georgia still number one, Ohio State now number two, Alabama at number three, Cincinnati finally getting what they deserve being in that top four, and then followed by Michigan at five and Notre Dame at number six. Did the committee get it right, and how close is this to how the final rankings will look? I think they got it right. I mean, really kind of the the big thing now is can Cincinnati hold on, and really Ohio, you've got Ohio State and Michigan effectively battling for one spot. The winner this weekend is going to go to the Big Ten Championship game where they're going to have to hold off uh, either Iowa or Wisconsin. And then basically there isn't room for anybody else unless Cincinnati stumbles. Alabama and Georgia are both in an interesting position to where if they, as long as they take care of business this weekend, unless Alabama loses to Georgia by like 20, I think they're both in no matter what happens in the SEC championship game. Well, Georgia, I think, is in no matter what, but the only way either of them could be out would be if Alabama lost by a lot. There will be an outcry in Alabama if Alabama does not get in with two losses, and they would be wrong. But you know what? They'll probably get in. They probably will. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado teams this weekend, the Buffaloes playing at Utah on Friday, 19th ranked Utah, Air Force Academy hosting UNLV on Friday, and then CSU with a tough game on Saturday, and I closed my notebook, so I can't remember who they're playing. Well, it's like George Nevada. Carlin. We it's have a Nevada. partial score. They're yeah. playing Nevada. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. And so that one, Carson Strong, we've talked about him a little bit on this show. Uh, those games not likely to be close. Right. If you had to pick one, which game are you going to watch? Air Force again, playing UNLV has the most meaning, although it's really interesting that Air Force, Utah State, and Boise State, none of them control their own fate for winning the Mountain Division of the Mountain West. They all need some other specific result to happen. So Air Force, even if they win, if, uh, if Boise loses and they're only tied with Utah State in the standings, then... Utah State wins the division. It's I'd like to, I'd like to watch Carson Strong play. That that's my reason for watching that game. Alex, Danny, Mace, happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Monday. Happy Thanksgiving. To all of you guys, thank you for a great year so far.